when we say reclaim your canvas or inspire others to do the same, looking at us going, I'm not moving into a camper. <laughs> Which that's not at all what we're saying in that, but it's challenging you to, going back to the very beginning when he asked me, what do you want with life? What are your goals? What are your dreams? Just to challenge yourself to even ask that question or consider that question for yourself of what does God have for you, you as an individual? Welcome to the Storytellers Live podcast, where everyday women share stories of hope found in Jesus. I'm Robin, and I'm here with Lindy and Katie, and we are your podcast host. Today, we are bringing you the most interesting story from Susanna and David Ash. So first of all, we yes. have a couple, and they shared together in our Jackson, Mississippi gatherings. This story to me was fascinating. It really was. And it's a story that's not only going, I mean, it kind of leaves you on the edge of your seat listening mm-hmm. to what they're doing next as God called them to go and live in an RV with their family of seven. Hello. In an mm. RV. In an RV. <laughs> but but it really challenges you to ask yourself, what's God calling you to do? What dreams and aspirations has he placed in your life? And what's he calling you to do? I think it's going to challenge you as you listen to their story. And our Patreon insiders are in for a treat because we have extra Q&A time with David and Susanna. They actually continued talking after they shared their story. And you will hear more about what their family really thought about their journey and if people thought they were crazy and how their kids adjusted. So if you are not a member of Patreon, simply scroll down in our show notes and click the link, or you can go to our website at storytellerslive.org. Here's David and Susanna. So we're David and Susanna Ash, originally from Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, We have been married for 15 years, a little over 15 years. We met in a drive-thru coffee shop that she owned at the time, which was a lot of fun. We've got five kiddos. They are 14, 12, 10, 9, and 4. Three boys, two girls, lots of fun. But the story, really, our story that we'd love to share with you kind of started about six years ago for us. A little before that, but it really ramped up about six years ago, where we were living normal life. I'm an attorney, and Susanna was home with the kids. We were homeschool or different school, different things, and we just started getting restless, started trying to figure out what's life look like, discontent in areas of our life, different things like that. So we just sat down and tried to figure out what to do about it. I think it was clear we knew we didn't know what we wanted, but we knew what we didn't want. Of just we were living two separate lives of David working all day long, the kids in fifty different directions. And I think it was Solomon was nine. And so we looked at each other like half of our life with this one is over, not wasted, but, you know, we only have nine more years with him. And how could we make that look different? And that's when the stirring and just restlessness of how could we make our life look different and what could we do? So not really knowing what to do or what we were going to do. We were between houses. I just started on law practice and on a whim, we bought an RV And this all happened in about two weeks. We bought an RV out of Alabama. I flew to Ohio to buy a diesel excursion that would fit us all. We furnished it and left for a month and just 
RV. We'd never owned an RV. We'd never traveled in an I RV. I think we did it all wrong. Like everybody's like, <laughs> did if you want wrong. to RV, try it and like rent one, go to the local campground. Do you like it? But he had been researching these campers for like three years. And finally I challenged him. I'm like, do it or stop talking about it. And he's like, okay, let's go. So he, he got us all ready. We left in two weeks and then we were on the road for a month. How would you sum that? It was awful. (laughs) It was awful and amazing at the same time. That's what it was. We, I remember going back to the discontent stage. We didn't know what we wanted. We just sat down and I was going through a bunch of internal who we want to be. You know, I was starting my law, law practice. What are our dreams? And I sat down with Suzanne. I said, all right, let's write out our goals. What is it that you want in life? And what do I want in life? And she very quickly said, I know exactly what I want. I only want one thing. I know what I want. And I said, no, I really want you to think about it. Like, pray through this. Think through this. She was, I know exactly what I want. I said, okay, what? But I think, too, before that, I said, I don't have anything. Like, I don't have any goals. Like, I mean, my goal, short-term goal, was to keep the kids alive till he got him from work. Like, that was that season of life where they were all little. And so I felt like my ideas and aspirations and dreams, like, weren't valid or worth anything. I was just like, I, I mean, I don't have any big goals. I just... I knew I had that one. And so first he had to combat my, yes, you do. You have desires in life. You have dreams. What are they? And I was like, okay, I have one. And that's when he was like, just go pray about it. Think about it. I was like, I mean, it ain't going to change. I have one. And I didn't think it was worthy of saying out loud. And I was like, okay, my one goal is for us all to be together all the time. He's like, Okay, but he also validated it. He's like, that's a great, that's a great goal. And I was like, it is. (laughs) But my lack of understanding on it, even I said, we are together all the time. Like, I don't have to travel for work. She goes, but you go to work. (laughs) I mean, couldn't you work from here? Like just us be together all the time. And we were realizing we were, our family was getting, we're just getting pulled in so many directions. Even church, we're just getting hold everywhere we love we wanted to be together a lot so on the whim took off on this rv and it if it could go wrong it did it broke it fell apart it didn't work all kinds of things so after a month we got back (laughs) and thought that was insane but we loved it because we were together and we fixed things together and we like if you were a fly on the wall you would Assume like his parents assumed we would come home and be like, okay, who wants the keys? Like it's all yours because they were keeping up with us. And it's like he said, if it could break, it broke. Like I remember being stranded on the beach for hours. I was like, where are you? He's like, I can't get the slide back in. Like I can't physically come pick you up. Um, but in all of that awful, we were doing it together. So it was like seeing my dreams come to fruition. I've just, I mean, if you, instead of crying, we laughed. Like it was just like, okay, all hands on board. We're going to figure this out. We did. We figured it out all together. We were adventuring together. We were crying together, laughing together. And that was what kept us coming back for more of just, 
okay, we're together. And that was, that was the amazing part of the awful mm-hmm. trip. So after that trip, again, we're between houses. We were living with her mom at the time who had room for us. We were looking for where we wanted to buy or build or something. And we just thought, let's pause a minute. And we would travel for a month, come back, travel for two months, come back, travel for four months, come back. And we just kept making it longer and longer and further and further away. And we just loved it. We ate it up. We were together as a family. We realized accidentally we're kind of this full-time RV family, which is a thing. We didn't even know it was a thing, but evidently it's a thing. And we started picking that up a little bit. We loved the adventure. We loved being together. And we met some of the coolest people on the planet all over this place, all over this country. Now, we've got friends in just about every state now that we can call and go see or whatever. But we achieved the goal of kind of being together as a family, which we wanted. We desire to be together a lot. Like our initial goal. Yeah. I'd say we were about three and a half years into living this life. And I looked at him and I was like, I I felt selfish in a way. I was like, there's still discontentment here. We were just still wrestling with, okay, we've done all this. Look, the Grand Canyon, you know, like we're parked on the Washington coast. It's like, how can I grumble and complain? Like, how is there still restlessness in what we're doing? And that was when we realized that we were aimlessly wandering. So our Instagram handle is wandering canvas. Cause that's, we are not planners. We literally wander. We're on our way to the next place. And we're like, Hey, campground, do you have a spot for us? Like that's how we traveled. But after a while, the just wandering, we realized we didn't have a purpose. And that was what our discontentment was, mm-hmm. was just, not having a purpose for our wanderings or for what our life looked like and what it was going to look like or what we wanted it to. And that's when we sat down and formed our family mission statement. Mm-hmm. So there were elements of it that we were loving, the adventure, like I said, and the family togetherness. But, you know, I think we all in life have moments where we, we start inwardly thinking, and we start getting our life together, but there's or or, or figuring out some inward stuff. Uh, but what we quickly realized was, while we love being together as a family, God created us for a purpose for this world, and to serve this world, and to serve the people that we get to meet, and to love on people, and to be loved on. And even though we were traveling and meeting cool people all over the place, it was actually very lonely for a number of years because we would be gone for four months with no family, no real church community at all. And we would meet people and then we're gone. And it just, that's not community. Just meeting people isn't community. And or so living life with people. Yeah. And so it, it caused us to step back and say, okay, what one, we long for community for people, uh, real relationship. And then two, we long for a purpose bigger than just, ourselves and our family. So that's when we sat down and wrote out our core values, uh, who we are as a family, who we want to be, and kind of a, a purpose for this RV life. We didn't want to change that. We still loved it. But what's the mission of what we're doing? 
and we came up with this. Adventure, serve, inspire. So the statement of that is adventure as a family Live together. Life Live life on adventure. Serve the people we encounter and inspire others to do the same. And it's very simple, but that became kind of a motto for us and a little bit of a filter. So as we would go into, mm-hmm, as we go into new places, who can we serve? Who can we meet? Or where do we need to go to serve people? And we started talking with a lot of people who were restless in their own life. Um, to, you know, talk through those different elements. Of it. Okay. So adventure is obvious. That's kind of what. That's not our why. Like why we went was we wanted togetherness, but this RV life was adventure. Like, I mean, that's the core of who David and I are is to adventure and to explore and just see God's beautiful creation. So that was there. That was a no brainer. We knew we were going to love that aspect of it. I guess our biggest surprise for as we were on the road that we liked was the people we met. Like he was saying, like I could call up or email somebody today in every state that we've just kept up with. There's such a community of RVers on the road of just living life. But like you said, it's not together. So adventure is there. That's just we're constantly traveling and adventuring and jumping off bridges and hiking epic hikes and camping on the beach. But our um, serve Yes, it's serving those around us, but like our serve, like we've met some awesome people that have, are doing incredible things, but we also realized and have been trying to instill in our children that there's somebody to serve right next to us in the campground or on the hike that we're on of just what's going on in your life and how are you doing and who are you and just getting to know these people. So serve is that's the epitome of David Ash um, of just serving and meeting people. I laugh. He'll go out to take the trash in a campground and he's gone for like three hours. Like I lost him and he's out meeting somebody and he can come back and tell me their whole life story. So our serve is not just serving, but it's also the reward of that is it comes back twofold of just we're being poured into as well. Like, so we're encouraging somebody in there coming alongside and encouraging us. Are there any more on serve it's that you just, say? It's living life in community with people. Mm-hmm. That's how God created us to be in community and to love and serve each other. And there's an element of, even though, when we were home before all this RV life, we had that even though we were pulling in all different directions. So we were trying to figure out how can we stay together as a family more, which is what we wanted, but still have community as well. And that's just an element of who God created us to be. So we started intentionally pursuing that, whether it was families or people we met that were just heartbroken, we'd invite them in for dinner. I mean, we had 20 people, 25 people in, 350 square feet, all eating dinner together. In our camper. In our camper. But it was so much fun because you just get to love people and get loved on and be encouraged. And then the Inspire is we were able to step back and it's not re, it's, it's not rewrite who God created us to be, but to step back and give ourselves permission to 
we use the term reclaim your canvas. So our wandering canvas is we're just wandering, letting God write stories and bring people in front of us. And there's an, we came up with the term or just started living the term of reclaim our canvas. Not that anything that society tells us we should or shouldn't do is bad at all. But if, if there's elements of that, that that's not who God created you to be, but God created this adventure bug in me that I get discontent if I sit somewhere too long. That's okay. It's okay. Find a way to live that with purpose and mission and all that. So well, I think too often we don't give ourselves permission to dream mm-hmm. or to follow what we want because we're caught up in either, you know, our kids' dreams or life, you know, just everything's so busy. So I think too, when we say reclaim your canvas or inspire others to do the same, or is it, looking at us going, I'm not moving into a camper, <laughs> which that's not at all what we're saying in that, but it's challenging you to like going back to the very beginning when he asked me, what do you want with life? What are your goals? What are your dreams? Just to challenge yourself to even ask that question or consider that question for yourself of what does God have for you, you as an individual. So that's our biggest thing is and we ask our kids that too. Like, what do you want? Because if we were aimlessly wandering for six years and just dragging the kids along everywhere we go, they would be discontent too. So we're constantly asking each other and our kids of, what do you want? What What's your canvas going to look like? Um, is it something you're happy with or proud of? And so those are our adventure servants there mm-hmm. and who we are. You know, we tell folks that very thing. You don't have to live in an RV. We're not telling people you have to live in an RV. <laughs> it is not for everyone. Promise you. But there are, you know, we look back on this. There was, I'm, I'm an attorney. There's not a book, how to practice law in an RV. Like <laughs> it doesn't exist. We've had people call us. What book did you, it doesn't exist. Maybe I should write one, but there are, we were willing to take a leap and figure it out. And just follow what God had put into us and figure it out. We didn't have all the answers. We still don't have all the answers, but we're just willing to jump out there and go try stuff and figure out what God puts in our heart and be willing to roll those dice and jump out there. And it wasn't easy. No. And it wasn't perfect. And it was hard of just doing something that was not normal. Mm-hmm. and trying it. But like I said from the beginning, awful and amazing, like all intertwined together. Of As bad as that first trip was, but the amazingness of how God can still answer our heart's desires, even in the chaos of all of it. First of all, I'm just so thankful for a couple sharing their story. It was so nice to have both perspectives kind of, and they just bounced off each other so well in sharing their story, but also just the permission that David kind of gave us in that, hey, God might not be calling you to go live in an RV. And I don't <laughs> He's think not he, calling me to do that. <laughs> me either. 
I don't think he's calling many of us to do that, but he is calling us to live on purpose mm-hmm. and to think about, and what it really had me thinking about, but to, to think about the dreams and the aspirations that God has placed in your life, as I said at the beginning of the story, and ask God, what do you want me to do? What challenge is it that you have for me? And what leap of faith do you want me to step into? Yeah. And if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you probably know that dreaming is my favorite topic. (laughs) I love to talk about dreaming with the Lord because I think it's something that we don't do. We don't take the time Mm. to sit down and be quiet. It's like one day we look up exactly like the ashes did. One day we look up and go, we are so busy. Something here is not right. And not that it's bad to be busy, but it can become dangerous when we're not reflecting right. and we're not sitting and saying, Lord, what do you have for us? And when we don't pay attention to that nudge in our spirit, when the Holy Spirit is saying, I am calling you to something different and you're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. I love to sit and dream about things. So, God, what could we do? What could this look like? Again, like you both said, living in an RV has never occurred to me. <laughs> not <laughs> But, but the principle still applies. The principle, exactly. Yeah. Well, and when Susanna said in the very beginning, we didn't know what we wanted, but we knew what we didn't want. Mm-hmm. And so I found myself going, okay, back in my 30s, did I, when I had young children, did I pause long enough to think, this isn't what I want? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. making making changes or yeah. implementing strategies so that you're living more intentionally. I, I think we could all agree, like living with intentionality, living with purpose, it makes such a huge difference. Yeah. And even after they kind of had that epiphany and they went through the mission statement writing, you know, they still said we were surrounded by people, but we were still lonely. Mm-hmm. And that kind of made me think about my my college kids, you know, just mm. that you're surrounded by people, but you're so lonely because of social media, because of things that make you feel connected. But in reality, you really aren't walking arm in arm with people in community. Absolutely. You know, I think one of the things that they said early on in the story is just this idea of being discontent. Mm-hmm. And I do think that God uses discontentness to challenge us to change. That's right. Um, and, and that might be, you know, I think a lot of times people think, well, I'm discontent, so I need to leave my marriage. Or I need to, and that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying God might be saying you're discontent because there needs to be some changes that happen within your marriage or within your family. That's right, because I'm calling you to more. The Lord is calling you to more. Absolutely. I think, too, just this idea, Linda, you're talking about living on purpose. I mean, I think that God calls us to, as you said, to Robin, to sit and reflect and dream and, and ask Him, what do you want me to do with my life to glorify you? And the idea of getting three words for your family, you know, Alan and I went to a marriage retreat after my oldest went off to college. And one of the things they had us do was to come up with three words that kind of encompass our family and then questions surrounding that. And it really is just about living on purpose with your family. I wish so bad that I would have done that in my 30s, mm-hmm. you know, thought about, okay, God, what are those three things that that you want from our family that you've instilled in both my husband and myself? And how can we pass that on to our children and let them know, hey, life is not about you. Life <laughs> is about, you know, serving others as as the Ash family is doing and, and glorifying God. That's what I just really appreciated about their story and just the challenge that it gave me there. But I think, too, just a reminder that it's never too late. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that, that's yeah. true. 
you can start this with grandkids. Yeah. Yeah. How incredible to leave a legacy. That's beautiful. You know, if, if you're in your 40s, my my kids are in middle school and high school, and we have talked through some of this over the years. But even to sit and go, okay, let's, we, we did this a long time ago. I'm not sure that we've been real great at implementing it. Let's sit down, reassess, mm-hmm. you know, hey, kids, mm-hmm. let's do this again now that you're older and can have some really participate. Yeah. Yes. And honestly, you know, we're at the beginning of summer almost. So this is a great project to do with your family over the summer Absolutely. to talk about those words, get your family together, get your kids involved, ask them what words does God bring to the forefront of their mind when, when think about service as a family as well. I mean, I could go on and on about this story. I, I think I'm going to stop it. it right here. Mm-hmm. But I hope that y'all are as challenged and encouraged as we are to sit and dream and be intentional and just see what the Lord has for you, even if it seems crazy to the world. Mm -hmm. We didn't even discuss that, but that's a whole different conversation. that's all on Patreon today with (laughs) the question and answer period. And if you have been as intrigued by their story as we have, you can follow along on their journey. They post on Instagram and it's called Our Wandering Canvas. There's some underscores in there. So make sure that you go to the link below in our show notes to find it, but it's Our Wandering Canvas. And you can be challenged to dream just like the Ash family. So have a great week and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.